Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Migs cast. My name is Steve Migs. I am here with the Reverend Enfuego. Yeah! Unfortunately... We have lost Glenn Cannon. You guys destroyed the man at Migs Fest. He imploded. He is not here. He's got work stuff going on. He texted me. He feels awful. And I'm like, bro, don't worry. He's like, please apologize to everybody that listens. Uh, he's not trying to blow us off. I'm like, dude, don't even worry about it. Right. I thought maybe he just didn't show up because I might have sexually harassed him a couple of times during the uh, during our live performance of the Beat Migs song. You were full rock star. I was fully wasted is more like it. Well, you know what? That's full rock star. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny. All right. So I don't even know where to start. Uh, we're going to talk to Wyatt only in a little bit from Wyatt only in the wreckage. Uh, I asked if we could give him a call because I want to get his his perspective as a performer. Uh, but I want to definitely give our perspe- perspective. All I know is I think we should start off with the beat mix song itself. And then we're going to bounce around a lot. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're probably going to talk about it even more. We got a ton of voicemails, a ton of emails. I... I think I speak for the Rev and Glenn. You know, this started as a goof, obviously, on our podcast. Let's have Migs Fest. And Glenn took the ball, ran with it, turned it into something legit. The amount of love, the vibe in that room, I can't put it into words. All I can say, the best it's way I can describe man. It's humbling. It was humbling. Good call, yeah. Beyond belief. Like, look, we do this podcast for fun. None of us make money off of this podcast. Uh, I wish we did. Um, you know, it would be awesome, but that's not... That's not why we do it. it. Obviously, we all like money. We like to be able to spend some extra cash. I like money. Right. We do it because it's fulfilling for us, the three of us. We enjoy spending time together in the room. It's cathartic. Yeah. It's it's a chance to not have the stress of doing a radio show, which I can't really put that into words either. But, you know, there are days where it's very stressful. I mean, you're you're on kind of like a, you, you, you're performing without a safety net from time to time. And you're on a time crunch. You're on a time crunch. There's also just the, the in the back of your head is this... Is this going too long? Is it this? Is it that? Mm-hmm. With podcasts, you don't really have to worry about that. And it's so nice. It's so people come because they care. And people came to that concert because they cared. And dude, and, filled it out, man. And we filled it. We, yeah, I felt it. I think you felt it too. The amount totally. of love. I've never been to a local show that had that vibe. And I've played in a lot of bands or a lot of, I played in a lot of shows with the band. I've been to more local shows than I even know. I couldn't even imagine how, how to count them up. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I've never been in a room where there was such an electricity, there was a vibe, and it was just love. It was a love for the scene. It was a love for the podcast. It was a love for Mama Hawk NATO. It was a love for Glenn and the rest yeah. of the boys in windowpane and, and all the bands that perform. Clover Jane, 10 Miles Wide, Mock Society, Wyatt Only in the Wreckage, and Superfecta. Those guys, all the ones that I've seen before, I've never seen them play as well as they did. The ones I've never seen before, I read their Facebook posts, and they all said that was the best show that they've ever played. It was something special that I can't put into words. Everything came together perfectly. And like you said, it was just from us goofing around and right. you just being like, oh, it would be fun to do Migs Fest. And Glenn's like, okay. I'll do this. And, and and full disclosure, like I don't think we really fully explained this. I know some people mentioned it on the Facebook page, and people have asked me why wasn't there any kind of like actual signage for Migs Fest? Why wasn't there? In, why wasn't it on the tickets? Why wasn't it on the ads? It was a giant. Um, I don't know. Look, there's a lot of in, in the world of radio. There are things that cost money. There are things that are money motivated. It's about return on investment. It's about this. It's it's all these stupid phrases that I don't really give an f about. This would have not happened as quickly as it did if all of a sudden we really fought to keep the name Migs Fest. It would have been pushed back. It would have been a bunch of legal hoopla. It would have became just a nightmare for the band. And 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 for me, and like I, I told this to Glenn, and I mean this, I did not want to. I did not see a dime. Rev did not see a dime. No. Everything that we did for this that that show was so that every band made every dollar that they could possibly make from that show. I did not and that's why I didn't want it to be if it became Migs Fest, 
part of me was worried that it would have truly affected the bottom line for the band. And that, that to me would have been completely against the vibe and the energy. And, and I think that's why the energy and the vibe of that show was the way that it was. It wasn't something that was like, there wasn't any kind of like, like even Glenn mentioned on stage, there was no big concert promoter behind it. There was nothing other than a bunch of people who love the local music scene performing and a bunch of people who love the music scene witnessing. You're talking about love. It's This was essentially a love letter to Seattle local music. Yeah, with some of the best local bands all bringing <laughs> oh it. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness gracious. And then of course... <laughs> At some point, the Rev and I go on stage and completely crap on the great local talent by trying to sing. Uh, big thanks to Barrett, one of our Titanic douches. He uh, and a lot of people live streamed the Beat Mig song, which was great. And I'm reading what? all the comments. Steve is hammered. Steve is... Yes. There was even a moment where I'm having a hard time standing. Like, I was wasted. That's why I sexually assaulted Glenn multiple times, Mark as well, and even Tony. And if, if, if Sean wasn't behind the drums, I would have done it to him too. I think I spanked all their asses more than I've ever collectively spanked a woman's ass in my entire life. I didn't notice that, but to be perfectly honest, most of the time I was on stage, my eyes were closed. Yeah. Because I needed to keep it together. Yeah. I was... I was mostly okay. Yeah, Rev but, was wasted too. But 45 minutes before that show, I didn't think I was going to make it. I saw you before on before the performance. While we were on the bus getting closer to Studio 7, I looked over at the Rev and granted we might have shotgunned a couple beers, there might have been other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Rev's eyes were closed. Oh yeah. Like, I was I was trying not to pass out. I saw it. Like it was, and it it, it it comes comes completely because of you and donkey hockey. Yeah. Because we started we started early. We started with a shotgun of a of a beer, and it didn't stop. And it it's impossible to keep up with you guys. Oh my god! And I don't even know why I tried, but and, and, I did. And that was a taste. Like we were just actually I was talking with Jay, the J Mac from from the Donkeys, and he's like, "Hey, so what did your coworkers think of us?" I'm like, "They all said, Danny, Vicky, and yourself, I can't hang with you guys. I can't keep up. It's just too much. And I at times can't either. Like it's insane. It was funny because we got the party bus and super props to Levi Line and Line Pride and everything for helping oh. us out with that. And I'm so glad Levi came out and partied with us yeah. too. And it was great, but it was also, there was, a, I guess, a sort of thought that like, hey, yeah, you can kind of like, if it gets too crazy in in, uh, in, the, in the venue at Studio 7, you can go into the party bus and chill and hang out and, you know, be with cool people. Most of the time, I was going into the venue to get away from the party bus. The party bus was, like, even our boss, Sergeant Hair Club, walked in and he goes, I don't know what was going on, but it felt like the most psychedelic trippy rave I've ever walked in on. He's like, all of a sudden I walk in and it's just the most obnoxiously loud techno rap. (laughs) And there's like, and he's like, there are these random people on the bus. There's a bunch of your hockey team. He's like, I'm pretty sure there might have been a porn star or two on your bus. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. (laughs) And a stripper. Our friend read the stripper made an appearance on the bus, which I honestly, I didn't remember. I didn't remember. Until later on, then I ran to the club and I'm like, oh yeah, you were on the bus. (laughs) You know what? I I, I, I refollowed her on Twitter and I'm like looking at her pictures like, oh yeah, yep. I did see her a couple times. Oh my goodness gracious. And she's going to be coming to hang out with us in a couple of weeks. Uh, in fact, she's hoping to be able to come more often, uh, visit more often. <laughs> Sorry. Such a, Jeez, such a dumbass. Um, you know, before we get to the song, because I don't want to keep him waiting because I know he's, he's at work right now. Um, let's call Wyatt. And let's get uh, his perspective because he spent some time on the bus as well. Uh, Wyatt only in the wreckage. I mean, all the bands were amazing. But, man, I've been so geeking out about seeing these guys finally. You were lucky enough to see them at Louis G's. Yeah. I'm a big fan of their record. And like I mentioned to them on Facebook, um, I was already a fan because of the record. I'm now a super fan because of their live show. Those guys are so, I wish I could curse, so effing good. I have nothing but love for those guys, and they were just amazing. So let's let, let's give Wyatt a call. Hello, hello, Wyatt. This is the Mix Cast. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> What's going on, Wyatt? Not a whole lot, man. How are you guys doing? Uh, you know, honestly, today I actually st- I'm starting to feel somewhat normal. Yesterday, I think I fought the urge of vomiting the entire day. Like d- the drive home, I was so hungover. <laughs> still, two days after the fact. 
dude, I I woke up still absolutely wasted, and I don't think my hangover set in until about 10 p.m. that night. Congratulations, congratulations, man. Yeah, I th- I think we partied correctly. I think I, I think we succeeded in partying. I think we were definitely professional partiers on Saturday night. It, it, exactly, man. I I think we can write a book now, though. I think that all of the spelling will be awful and slurred. Gosh, man, I wish there was somebody that was like following us all around. Well, maybe not. No, oh, dude. no, <laughs> man. Never mind. Never There's mind. There's a few stories we don't want seen. <laughs> dude, I don't even know where to start with it. Uh, hey, thank you. Thank you so much for playing. Uh, I mentioned it right oh, before uh, we called you. I mentioned it to the Rev. Like, uh, And I told you guys on your Facebook page, I was a fan of you guys because of your record. I became a super fan after Saturday night. You guys were incredible oh. live. Oh, man, that means the world to me. Thank you so much. It was uh, definitely, uh, I don't know if you saw the, yeah, you probably saw the big long post that I made, but definitely the highlight of my musical career thus far. Like, there was something about that night and that magic that was just so, so incredible. And the fact that uh, I'm not sure if we officially sold out Studio 7, but several people who worked there said we were at or over capacity. Yeah, I think Tony mentioned that the fire marshal showed up to make sure everything was okay because it was so packed. (laughs) I think that means we did well. But uh, yeah, man, it was... uh, it was a night that I will uh, never forget. It was just absolutely incredible. And the fact that everybody packed out that room early. I mean, we played second of six. So we expected to play to maybe a half full room. And, I mean, as we looked back in the intro tape played, there were uh, you know, heads from front to back, just an endless sea of people. Oh, you're not even kidding. Like when we walked in during mock society, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so nice. Like I was like, you know, I hate, I hate I, as a guy who's played in bands. It's always sucks to be the first or the second band. And sometimes it even sucks to be the last band because you know, you're not going to guarantee to have enough people there. And, exactly. And to walk yeah. in and, and I, like we were mentioning, and I, I've, I've read your posts. I read uh, Kyle from Superfectus, the boys mm-hmm. in window pane. Everybody yeah. seems to have the same mentality of this was, something like i can't put it into words as a as a spectator and as someone who had uh, the, you know opportunity to be I, luckily you know people were excited to see us there as well but to be i don't even know what it felt like for you guys as being in the band but there was just something special in the air like the there was no pretension in the crowd there was no we're we're acting cool you know our arms are folded like you felt like every band was like Led Zeppelin up there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, and from front to back, and that was the most supportive crowd I've ever seen because I knew going into it that probably about 75% of that crowd had either never heard us or never seen us live before. Yep. So I knew that we had a mission to try and win folks over. And by the end of the set, uh, I, I shared this on uh, in that same Facebook post, when we played fan when we went into yep. that last chorus and I watched this sea of people from the front to the back all pumping their fist and singing along with us, I got teary-eyed up there for a second. And then I immediately went, oh, no, I can't sing if I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> no crying in rock stardom. <laughs> exactly. Man. And it was just, it was so cool, the fact that everybody was there to celebrate this very special moment in time because we have six bands that are doing what this scene hasn't seen in a long time. And it's just incredible. And I can't give enough thanks to Glenn. I know that Glenn is uh, not there today, but seriously, Glenn killed himself putting this on and and did Mm -hmm. an amazing job. And I can't say enough nice things about him, man. He took a silly idea and turned it into something. And I know we're going to probably play a little bit of the the performance from the bootleg performance of uh, (laughs) us performing the MIG song in a little bit. And I mean, I obviously, went maybe a little extreme in saying that you know if you don't like Glenn you can perform a certain act on me but that's genuinely how I felt like the guy is everybody's best friend and he genuinely treats everybody like he's that they're his best friend he's there's something very and that's what's so great about having on the podcast and and honestly you saw it with all the bands like 
it was very apparent that all the bands, whether you guys knew each other beforehand or not, by the end of that night, I mean, it just felt like you all were brothers up there. And, and oh, it, exactly, man! And everybody got it. There was there was no ego. There there was none of the BS that goes along with uh, with that. I mean, everybody was genuinely fans of each other. Um, yep. I mean, I, I tell people all the time that you know a lot of people in their CD changer in their truck probably have you know metallica megadeth anthrax all that good stuff which i love don't get me wrong but right now my cd changer is uh two window pane records <laughs> 10 miles wide uh and two clever jane records i have to say there was a there was an awesome moment speaking of the two i mean uh the, the album before the most recent window pane record uh was it the daybreak daybreak yeah. there was a moment where you and i were standing next to each other this is one of the few moments i remember towards the end of the night <laughs> but you and i were standing next to each other during house of cards and, and just screaming, singing to both of us, nice. like as if like we were ha- like this was our wedding song, and Wyatt and I just finally tied the knot. <laughs> like it, it had that vibe, like because it brought me right back to when you asked that question a few podcasts back about the meaning behind that song, and then Glenn shared a very personal story about the meaning behind that song. And I don't know if you were feeling the same thing, but I felt it at that moment. It was just like, man, this song means so much more now that I know what it means than it did oh, before. Of Oh, of course, man. And props to Glenn for being so transparent on that. I know that that took courage to talk about because uh, realistically, as as musicians, um, you know, we're all a little effed up. And Radio people are uh, like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, and it gives us something to say. You yeah. know, no one wants to hear uh, a rock song about the white picket fence. Um, so, you know, having had him share that and then standing there arm in arm with you and just, you know, screaming along with it was one of the most surreal moments ever. That that was one of my favorite moments of the whole night. Like it was just something like, just so like, oh man, like I, you just felt it that, that, I mean, maybe that was my hand on your butt and. Yeah, yeah, you know, and my hand was getting a little creepy uh, down below. It was, it was good though, you know. It was good bro love. Bonding. It's only, it's only creepy if you don't like it. I liked it, so it was very well. <laughs> Awkward or bonding? Hey, speaking, of, I do want to read a real quick blurb from Robert who emailed us at themigscast at gmail dot com. He said, "Why it only?" He, he said so many great things. I mean, we'll get to the rest of it later. But he said, "Why it only?" In the records were my favorite act of the night, though. And he's talking. I mean, he shared lots of great things about oh. all the other bands. He said, "Wow." He said that was the most energetic performance I've seen in years. You could feel the passion coming off the stage. The crowd felt all that. Those boys will be at the top one day. And I thought that was oh, awesome. Oh, man. And this is from, from who? Robert? Uh, from Robert. Uh, he's uh, drunk in love from Hug Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone from the Clover Jane crew. Oh, oh man. Well, that's, that's awesome and means a ton to me. You know, we are beyond grateful to to be kind of part of this this club i mean we are the youngest band of any band that's on here both age-wise and just how long we've been around but this was kind of uh a happy accident for all of us i mean kyle my guitar player and i had settled down and had families we had all kind of signed off that you know the rock and roll life wasn't for us anymore and then when we started this band it was like you know what let's give it one more shot Mm -hmm. and we gave it everything we have and it's really proof to me that it's never too late to follow your dreams because i can't even express how grateful we are that anyone you know cares what we have to say and what we do and so it means the world to me that people loved what we did oh dude I mean, you're talking to two dudes in this room that absolutely loved what you did. I mean, absolutely. it was so much fun. We had a, so much. Oh. So, uh, well, I got to ask you now because um, uh, the performance was amazing. Uh, I do, dude. I was so stoked that I was w- within viewing distance when you gave me a shout out. I was so pumped. I'm like, oh, I can make eye contact. I was like, you know, because I hated like early. I heard other guys and other bands throughout the night, but I'm caught up in a conversation. I hear my name and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to be a dick and walk away from somebody. But at that moment, I was like <laughs> running to the stage. I'm like, I'm here, Wyatt. I can see you. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that was while our intro tape was It was. Playing. Yeah, because initially we were going to do the, the big tough rock star thing and play the intro tape while we were off stage and then walk on yeah uh but then i realized 
we've only got 30 minutes. We're used to playing, you know, for an hour. So we've just got to hit every song as quick as we can. I'm not going to have time to talk between songs. So screw the rock star thing. I'm just going to talk through our entire intro. <laughs> oh, it was great, dude. It was such a cool vibe. And uh, uh, But we got to talk about, because you got, I know, that, I mean, from my few moments of, of clarity, I saw you on the bus. So you got to hang out on the bus. What was the bus experience like for you on the Lion Pride Music bus? <laughs> Oh, the bus is a, a blurry memory. <laughs> it was uh, it was fantastic, man. It was uh, it was absolutely stellar. Uh, Levi, I know from bands I played in ten years ago when he was a part of Exile Records. Okay, um, and, and so seeing him again for the first time in a long time was great. Um, uh, being on the bus was uh, nuts. I ended up running into a. Uh, an adult film actress that I've been a fan of. Oh, that you actually recognize. That's about Vicky goes, hey, somebody came on the bus and was like really geeking out about the fact that saying my favorite adult film star is on this bus. And I'm like, well, who wasn't she described? I'm like, I think that was Wyatt who said that, but I'll have to ask him. <laughs> yeah, that, that porn that porn star used to be a rock girl who's an old friend of our, our station. and Yeah, yeah. Ended up going, she's, yeah. She's awesome. Oh, she's a sweetheart, and yeah, she wound up hanging out on the bus with us with one of her friends and another dude, and it was just like, it was very surreal, because I agree, like, I'm like, wow, here I am spinning, quote-unquote, playing songs off of my phone, <laughs> weird techno hip-hop, Rick Ross, and Skrillex, and whatever other random, ridiculous crap, and there's not only- a solid soundtrack. Thank you. <laughs> and a couple of porn stars ended up on the bus, <laughs> and then also Red the Stripper was on the bus. Yeah, uh, I think that it was uh, a legendary bus experience. I remember uh, Glenn getting on the bus for a second with me when we first ran into you, uh-huh. and I see I see you through a plume of smoke <laughs> as we walk back, <laughs> and uh, Glenn just goes, man, I got to get off this bus or else I'm never going to leave and I got to play. <laughs> That's, I know, I saw him for a second. He goes, bro, I can't stay on the bus. I'm like, why? Stay on the bus. Because I'm like, come on, get back here. Let's spin some tunes. And he's like, I will not make it on stage. I'm like, and that was, I think, the moment where I'm like, I should write a reminder on my phone Good call. at 11 p.m. for it to go off. And, and it simply just said, get the F back in the club. Because I was popping in and out. And I was a real afraid, like, as the night went on, I was spending a little bit too much time on the bus you know, just making sure to know. Yeah, I was doing oh, safety. Oh, but I, I can't blame you, man. That that bus was was kind of heaven on wheels. But uh, yeah, no, I, there was a good chunk of time where I went. I don't know if Stephen Rever are, are singing tonight because <laughs> I, I, I mean we went outside with Rev and yeah. Rev uh, got to have his good golden puke and I think I, I yeah. sat there and patted his back caressingly and said, "You need me to hold your beard, buddy." Yes, you you saved me because we were just talking about that. But you, uh, when we got on the bus and I was sitting there, eyes closed, you're the one who came up. And you're like. Hey man, you're almost through it. You only got about forty-five more minutes uh, until we until uh, until you got to go up on stage. And I was like, I'm not gonna make it. And that was when my body was like, you have to puke. And I just barreled off of the bus. I felt really bad, uh, but at the same point, I didn't because I just didn't want to puke on the bus. I got like three steps off of the bus. I puked and then uh, got got the old wife to uh, beeline me into the bathroom because I didn't even know where it was at Studio 7. I was She got <laughs> oh, me in there. Awesome. And once did I... You, did you puke in the trough? Uh, no. No, I did not. Somebody <laughs> did. That was nasty. Um, but they... Uh, wasn't me. I didn't puke all night. I was very proud of myself. Congratulations. Oh, you're, you're an iron kettle, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, once I used the bathroom and I came out, uh, everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, we can do this. And I got... We can do this. I like it's we. It's just you. It was. It we, was. Myself and the Rev, we can pull this off. Aren't you the Rev? Yes, yeah. we it, can it's do okay. this. I can understand you. Luckily, I speak drunk. Yeah. It's like Justin and the Rev are able to do this tonight. Well, you're both one and the same. <laughs> Barely. Barely. Yeah. It was amazing, and, and Rev, your wife is such a sweetheart. Oh, you she's know, so she, cool. Yeah, because we had met her uh, a week prior at the show down at Louis G's, and she was such a sweetheart. And then uh, she was she was in it for the long haul. She was partying her ass off with you. She was, but she was also the one that uh, a helped me. But b once she saw how messed up I was and realized that uh, that we had to get up on stage soon, she went out to find Steve. Luckily, you, your alarm had already gone off. So, so she was, was already like, in. But yeah. she was ready to to so awesome. herd cats. Because I give her credit. Like she put up like. Look, 
look, that was mostly a sausage party on the way down, and we were doing guide things like shotgunning beers. And she shotgunned she two beers. She, she's doing never body shot- shots off of porn stars, you know. <laughs> but that would have been awesome. Where were you to orchestrate this stuff, Wyatt? We were very lame, apparently. <laughs> oh man, but there was like. There's so many crazy things. Yeah, but at one point we're all shotgunning beers, and apparently Michelle never shotgunned a beer before. Not only did she do it once, but she did it twice. Yeah. Oh, she see, she's a badass. She can yeah. hang anytime. Absolutely. Oh, dude. Yeah. Anyone who could put up with myself and the donkeys, my <laughs> hockey team, that's a female, is as cool as f, and definitely Rev's girl. I Aww. think she earned massive amounts of stripes on her uh, already <laughs> well accomplished jacket of awesomeness. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Well, and everybody had such a blast, and everybody was uh, it was good love all night, man. Like it was nothing but positivity the entire night. Now, obviously, I'm not like a giant surveillance video, but I don't think I saw a single jerky thing happen at all at that show like you know usually drunk people get a little out of control they, there's some tempers that flare there's some there's some yeah, machismo punch anyone in the face not not in, a, not, not in like in a negative way i mean i might have punched someone in a fun way like glenn's butt <laughs> it's okay i make a habit of punching glenn's butt every time i see him wow what was your take uh uh with the uh the beat mix performance Oh man, it was it, it was a blast. I I can't wait to see the footage. I know that every time Vicky uh, put a camera at the crowd, I was like, "Sweet, I have to make sure I look like I'm headbanging and, yes. <laughs> and uh, getting down." Just because I feel like you know having a mosh pit vibe in that video would make it even more ridiculous. Oh, it was crazy! Like I, I saw some of the footage, and I even saw a lot of people on the Migs Fest. Uh, I mean, on the Migs Cast Facebook page, I've posted like uh, they Facebook lived it, uh, including Tony's girl. Uh, she did it as well, and I watched a bunch of different angles and performances and I'm like man at the end when I I, I remember being in the practice space with the boys in window pane like the Thursday night before the show and then we're going oh yeah the, the space we share you were yes. probably sitting on my amp <laughs> yeah I might have been like touching your drummer's drums a little bit you know <laughs> that's totally fair I love his drum kit oh it's awesome and uh, so there's uh, the, I remember that night we're talking I'm like hey man if I, I'm going to be wasted, and sometimes when I'm wasted, I get on a soapbox. Are you guys cool with during that breakdown? And Glenn and Tony are both like, yeah, just we'll just keep it going. Like, just let us know. And I'm like, okay, well, in my head, I'll end it with getting the whole crowd to clap. Now, that is no guarantee it's going to end that way, but <laughs> that was the goal, and I actually accomplished that. And boy, mm-hmm. it was such a cool feeling to see the entire room clapping and the video footage. I can't wait to finally post like the music video we're making for the Beat Mix song, which is going to incorporate studio footage and live footage. But there's a good chunk of it that is just the crowd clapping, and it looks like a zoo in there. Oh, totally, man. And, you know, by that we were uh, let's see if I can quote Glenn here we were, we were all under the alkafluence of alcohol yes <laughs> uh, oh man you've just got this horde of wasted folks who are getting into it uh, I, I think our bass player was at that moment being carted out by about three different people <laughs> okay well, I was talking with him on Facebook and he mentioned something about being wheeled out and I thought he was just joking what happened <laughs> no, uh, I, I think uh, you know if, if you put uh, Glenn and us in the same place. Uh, someone's going down. <laughs> uh, the, the first show I ever played with Glenn was at Luigi's with his blues trio. And he was like, hey, you want to go over and get a drink at the bar next door? And we all stumbled back in. And I'm sitting there going, huh, because Glenn can be wasted and play an awesome set. I don't have that skill <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> no, he even made it a point to say that he was wasted on stage. And I'm like, wow, man, compared to me, you look like you were like um like like sober man. <laughs> yeah, he, he has slash syndrome. He can be absolutely faced. Oh, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to beat Damn that. It. I'm sorry. Thanks, Russ. Wyatt. You dick. <laughs> he, he can be absolutely annihilated and, and still play every note crystal clear beautifully and hit every note whereas I would get up there and just go <laughs> uh, that, that, that's a skill that uh, is definitely hard to come by so. yeah oh dude I mean it was everything about the night was just so much fun yeah I know it was, it was William your bassist I was like yeah I had to get wheeled out I'm like, oh yeah Willie Nelson he uh, yeah he was uh, I think he might have been going shot for shot with Glenn Uh-oh. and uh, he was 
He was having a good time. He was having a good time. Dude, everything, your entire band, the entire, just everybody was just bringing it. It's such a, it was so much fun to watch you guys perform. Each guy I could like focus in on and has so much charisma up there on stage. And you could tell that you guys genuinely enjoy spending that time on stage with each other, which is not every band can say that. And I thought it was really cool to watch. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. And I think it's all about being a family. You know, we always say that. You know we're we're a band, uh, and that's very important. But we're brothers, uh, and it's one of those things where I'm genuinely a fan of my three bandmates. Being at practice is the coolest thing in the world for me because I get to sit there and go, "Wow, I'm getting to watch my favorite drummer in the world kill it. I'm getting to watch my favorite guitar player just shred." And it's it's genuinely an amazing experience. And, and don't forget your favorite time. bass player getting wheeled out of the club. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which we depend on him for. <laughs> you know, every every band needs your member that gives you rock star cred, and Absolutely. that is Willie Nelson for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> I know. I yeah, it. it is. I, I uh, when we were on Loud and Local, I joked to Kevin that we hired him half based upon the name alone, just so we could then say feature. Willie Nelson on bass. I love that Willie Nelson rocks the bass while wearing a Johnny Cash shirt. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, exactly. And oh man, that shirt. If you uh, if you see photos from that night, that shirt he has worn at almost every one of our gigs. It's uh-huh. kind of a, a tradition. That's and it's ripped down the sides horribly. It's 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 kind of a, a spongy, stinky rag at this point. See, and I don't... he rocks it. I was going to say, I can't rock a shirt like that. Like, There's way too much flab that's going to be making its way out if I had like a cut-down shirt like he does. Side boob. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, And I was saying on, on stage, because that room was so packed, it was so hot yeah. up on that stage. I, I mean, I was dripping all over my guitar by the second song. And uh, it, it ain't made for fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> but the crowd brought it, man. They and, did. And, Seeing you guys uh, get up there and belt it was great. Hearing Rev scream no into the microphone was was awesome. a highlight of, of my night. Oh, oh dude, it was so awesome. And I, I, did, we have to do another Migs Fest. I don't even care if it's the same, if every year it's the same six bands. I would be completely fine with that. Like, that would be, we, we, we have to bring Migs Fest back again just because oh, there was something so yeah. special about that night, and I want to relive it again and again and again. Oh, of course, man. And you know that we're always in. I think I think next year we do eight bands and we just make it uh, a, a complete mess. I think we need to throw uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Woodshed, but I would yes. love to see them as part of it. That would be badass. I love those guys. That would be, yeah. be, be dope. I'm, I'm 100% yeah. in. Yeah, if we did Woodshed and like Devils Hunt Me Down oh, with oh, the, yeah. the other six, oh man, that would be... That would be even more legendary. That would be the funniest thing. Our festival doesn't change bands. We just add more bands each year. So exactly. Like, like in well, six and, years, and we then, have 30 bands. Exactly. You know, six years from now, instead of uh, OzFest, it's MigsFest. I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Hey. Uh, you know that we're down. Uh, why, again, this is Wyatt Only uh, from Wyatt Only in the Wreckage. Uh, the, the new record is, is unbelievable. And it's just titled Wyatt, Wyatt Only in the Wreckage, right? Or is it uh, No, it's called Dark Futures. Dark Futures. I, I just see the moth and I always forget. So sorry, my bad. Oh, it's cool, man. We we realized that when we didn't print anything except our symbol on yes. the front of it, we realized that well, people are going to call this whatever they want, <laughs> which is okay. I mean, hey, some hey, the Metallica Black album, Weezer's Blue hey, Record. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. As long as people don't call it Butterfly, we're okay. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, you guys have a show. Uh, is it the day after or two days after Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got a show. It's not fully announced yet. Uh, we it have on it Facebook. on our, our dates. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be playing with a band called Moneta yeah. that I grew up loving. I know um, those guys. They're awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I've been blasting them since junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's going to be fun. We're also doing uh, a Halloween show on the 29th, so the Saturday beforehand. It's going to be a free show, costume required. Ooh. And uh, it's going to be us, Woodshed, and 100 Loud. And we're announcing that later today. Uh, can you tell us where it is? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's at the Anchor up in Everett, which is nice. a very fun kind of like roadhouse style, uh, you know, uh, Navy bar. And 
they uh, they're always no cover. So we were Perfect. like, all right, well, we want to throw a free show for everybody and just have a blast, dude. That's badass. And um, uh, before I let you go, I know we're gonna get you guys in in a couple uh, sometime in November to come in and perform acoustic, which I can't wait. I'm very excited oh, about I that. Love that, man. We've already been uh, talking about that. We were kind of sitting and silently hoping you'd ask, <laughs> oh, dude. Of course, of course. I mean, I, like I, I've said it, and I love the record. You're one of my favorite bands that's out right now, and seeing you guys live just oh, cemented that. Um, one of the songs that I absolutely loved when you performed it, and I was, I'm going to play it, so whether or not you want me to or not, I'm playing it. <laughs> uh, I wanted to get a little bit of a behind the scenes, uh, maybe a behind the music, storytellers. What The song is uh, Devil, and I, and I absolutely was... It's one of my, it's just a fun song, but it also feels Aww. like it could be used like in Justified or something like, you know what I mean? Like it's like got such a cool vibe to it. And, and Oh man, thank you. Yeah. And that was funny enough. I think the first song that we wrapped a recording on for the record, uh, yeah, that that song is definitely a blast. Uh, for for those of you uh, of you listening that aren't uh, privy, I was a solo artist before the band started. So, "Devil" is a song that's from one of my older solo records, oh. and uh, so that was uh, something that we chose to re-record as a band. Which is funny because. Uh, when it was written, it was written with this thought of, oh, well, let's make, le- or uh, I want to make like a creepy nursery rhyme kind of thing. And between the time that that came out and we re-recorded it, uh, a band called The Pretty Reckless put out a song called uh, Heaven Knows, which yes. uses the same lyric, one, two, three, and four, the devil's knocking at your door. And that song took off. So now it's funny because most people assume that that's, a brand new song and it's almost paying homage to that when really it's kind of just an awkward coincidence. <laughs> that is hilarious. I was wondering that because I mean I know the Pretty Reckless song as well and I was just like oh, okay they both kind of, I never thought like one was taken from the other. I was just like okay that's a yeah. that's obviously been borrowed from like a nursery rhyme like you said. But- yeah man uh, and that was kind of awkward for, for me between then because you know a, a few people would come up and say well man, I think that band ripped you off. And I'm like, you know, even though the solo record version came out first, it's still a, a very different song. And I think it's just a, uh, a coincidence that I do those too. words yeah. rhyme. Because <laughs> um, they're very, very different songs. There's nothing very uh, similar about it. But yeah, we try and close most shows with that just because it always gets the best crowd response. I yeah. remember we were playing that as the final song during our set and everybody was just shaking their asses. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, it, it, it's... Uh, it's definitely a good time tune. Oh, hell yeah. So we're going to play that. Uh, we'll let you go. I know you're at work, so I don't want to keep mon- mon- monopolizing your time. But uh, uh, it's okay. Screw my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, thank you so much. Um, I, I, I try to reach out to all the bands and, and, and let them know how much it meant to me. And I think I speak for the Rev as well. Absolutely. For you guys to do that because it just... It just felt good, um, and, and that's the best way to describe it. The night felt good. It was something really cool and something awesome, and, and it has everything to do with the band, has everything to do with everybody who showed up, it has everything to do with the people who work at Studio 7. It was just something about it that night. Everything was moving in the same place, and the same. The parts were all moving in the right place, and it just turned into something that anyone who was there, I think, would agree with me and you and the rest of us that it was special. And it, Oh, of course. And, and, yeah. and I thank you for that. Of course, and thank you so much for having us. It meant the absolute world to us, seriously. We cannot express how thankful we are to you and the Rev and everybody at KISW and all the other bands. Like It it seriously was a moment that none of us are ever going to forget. And then we're going to, well, the parts that we remember, of course. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The the rest is just kind of, you know, a a blur of alcohol and wonderful times. I know. Dude, I feel like, you know, when we have you back in, I I have a feeling that we're going to be reminiscing on in November when you guys come in studio and Glenn's here as well. These stories are going to keep coming up and and, and certain things we're going to remember that we didn't remember at this very moment that will pop back into our heads. Like, there's just, like, for instance, I'm watching the live performance of the Beat Mig song Mm -hmm. and I'm like going into the breakdown and I'm like, I give a shout out to all the bands. I give a shout out to individually to all the members of Windowpane, Mama Hawk, NATO. And I'm like waiting for the shout out to the Rev. And I'm like, I know I said what's up to the Rev and I gave Rev love on stage. 
was I wasted and just fantasized that I did that? And I was feeling <laughs> like complete and utter crap after I watched it. I'm like, gosh, that was that's just a awful move. Like the rev did so much and I'm so pissed at myself. And then I watched another Facebook live video that had more to the beginning that the original one that I watched didn't have. And I start everything off with, let's give some love to the rev. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet oh, Jesus. Okay. I did. And then I did a shot that I didn't remember. Oh yeah. I remember doing the shot of fireball. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, and it was beautiful. And I also loved that. Uh, you know, I, I felt like a lot of the bands gave a shout out to the rev too, because yes. you know, like, uh, the podcast you guys do, I, I don't care what anyone says. Like, you guys have one of the coolest podcasts Thank you. on Thank on you. the planet. I don't listen. I'm not a podcast listener, but I listen to you guys every week. Typically, about five minutes after it's posted every <laughs> Tuesday. Now, so, I remember uh, after the Mix Fest one when we first brought up the idea. I think as soon as we posted it, like maybe an hour after the fact, they get a message from Wyatt going. We're in for Migs Fest. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> hey, man, uh, then I get to call dibs on first. I like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Dude, that well, means a lot. thank you guys so much, and, and keep doing what you're doing, because uh, everything you guys do for local music, the, the fact that you guys champion everybody and really, really try and give bands like us uh, a shot who nobody uh, uh, other than you guys in your industry, no, no offense to anyone, no. really goes as far out of their way to do. Thank you for that. And please continue to keep doing that because we all love and appreciate you for it. Dude, we will. Uh, for me, it's like, yes, obviously, the, the, the spotlight, the great talent that's in the Northwest, is it, that's, in my opinion, it's a no-brainer. But what I'm really enjoying about it, especially having like a guy like Glenn on, and uh, I hope that we can continue to have you on from time to time as well. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, man. it's that there's so much personality that has nothing to do, well, it has everything to do with the music, but it's it's an extension of the music. Like the, 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 the wisdom that Glenn shares on this podcast, the vibe and the energy that you share on this podcast at this very moment, that's something that I think when people can hear that and understand that there's humans behind the music that's being written and there's something special about the people that are making the music. And that's really, I didn't expect the podcast to morph into that when Glenn came on. I'm like, Hey, it's funny and he's positive and he's a good guy and he'll be perfect fit with the Rev and I. And then I'm like, wow, all of a sudden we're starting to get a peek inside the local scene that isn't about necessarily the music, but it's just about the, the grind and, and, and the love oh, yeah. and the passion for each other. And, and, that I couldn't have planned, but I'm sure as hell I'm not going to stop doing it. I think it's awesome. Oh, thank you very much, and please continue to do so, because it's almost like the new version of Behind the Music, uh, yeah. and it's very, very, very cool. I mean, just even talking about last week when you were talking about being at London Bridge. Yeah. I mean, uh, all of that is stellar, and I was lucky enough to be there in person while you yep. guys were listening to your take for the first time. That was cool. So. You, you, yeah, you were there when we first heard it, and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> You're the guy who can sing having to listen to me try and sing. Yeah, and of course, and I'm sitting there trying to emulate Rev going, no! No! <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you guys very, very much for having me thank you guys so much for uh pushing my band we appreciate that so much man no problem man we'll talk to you soon all right for sure much love guys see you white peace all right let's check out a little bit of uh well let's check out a lot of bit of devil uh, the song off of their new record and one of my favorites and especially live this song just slays hey, couldn't you hear this on like justified oh yeah like, absolutely walking into the bar takes a shot and then shoots somebody <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The goosebumps already hit. 
just the memories. Right? Again, uh, white only in the records. Their, their new record's called Dark Futures. And it's, if you like this song, which I hope you do, because I really like it. <laughs> I really love it. You're going to love the entire record. And we'll probably, over the course of time, play some more songs off of it. It's one of my favorite records of the year. And you guys got to see them live. Like, I saw them twice in, a, in as many weeks. Yep. And both times they brought it, even when there was a heart attack in the middle of the show. I, I, we never got to talk about that. <laughs> we'll save that for November. You've got to ask him about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. This is bringing me right back to Studio 7 because the crowd was loving this song. And, oh, yeah. And it was just like just the build up throughout the entire set as people progressively fell more in love with their music. Hopefully Wyatt and Kyle could uh, eventually learn how to play the guitar. So damn good. And that uh, song so is called good. Devil by White Only in the Wreckage. Dark Futures, the album is out right now. And uh, huge props. I mean, uh, so obviously, we already mentioned Willie Nelson. We mentioned Kyle, their guitarist, Wyatt, their guitarist. And then huge props to Rob as well, who just lays down. I love the drumming on the record. I love the drumming on that song. And, 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 and the entire band was just on fire at the show. And it was Absolutely. so much fun. Absolutely. God, so good. Ah! 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 Right, you know what? While, while we are talking about Wyatt, I did grab the clip of him giving uh, me a shout-out for my birthday. It was like the highlight of the night. It really, all right, I was already feeling great, but man, when you you had that moment where you're feeling the love, it just sets you to the next level. And, uh, and here's uh, Wyatt's uh, little shout-out to me at the start of their set. We're Wyatt only in the wreckage. And uh, we talked about it earlier, but I just, I, I'm really happy that I was able to see at least uh, a little bit of every single band. Likewise. Yeah, it was like, even like going back and forth, I realized, and I, you could, like, even though the, the, the party bus was bumping, you could still, Studio 7 was so loud anyway, you'd be like, Oh, there's a band on. All right, cool. Let's go out there. Come yeah. on. Hurry. Get out there. Make the sure bus was the show. awesome in between sets. And then yeah. once I started hearing, like, you know, it's just getting to see, finally getting to see 10 Miles Wide. Finally, I haven't seen Superfecta in forever, back before Kyle was the lead singer. Yeah. Wow. Those guys have really, I mean, talk about a band that's been doing it for a while. And, you know, 
they I feel like they've now hit their stride even more. It was yeah. so cool to see those. I mean, Kyle is such a great front man, and their sound was so awesome. Yeah, it sounded. It was. I mean. It, I know. I know. I'm just going to be like saying, it's, like, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. It's a great show ever. Just I be mean, prepared. The next few weeks, we're going to be geeking out about Migs Fest. It's can't just, help it's, it, man. It's, uh, everybody that was there, I think, understands. And if you weren't there, um, I'll be posting pictures. There'll be videos being posted. They're all over Facebook. If you do a hashtag of Migs Fest, you can probably find some stuff, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, before I forget, and you know, we're not, we probably won't get to do a full podcast because honestly, both Rev and I are still hurting. Um, <laughs> uh, in fact, I'm, I felt like we weren't even going to get to this point uh, podcast <laughs> as far as time wise. But let's uh, let's listen to the B Mig song, a bootleg. Thank you, Barrett, one of our Titanic douches. It was finally awesome to meet him after yeah. all this time of seeing him post really weird. Uh, uh, Photoshop, Photoshop jobs. That's me. Yeah, mainly a lot of you. The times. Him and Caesar, at least. Saw Caesar there. I didn't see Caesar. Or maybe I did. I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, could, Caesar, if happen. I don't remember. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Watch. I'm like, I don't remember seeing Caesar. He's like, bro, we had a drink together. We hung out. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Happens. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let, let's. <laughs> so the B Make song is probably like three minutes long, the version that we did in the studio. Uh, this version's close to six, maybe even more than six minutes long because there was a three minute breakdown where I decided to really just share my love for everything and everyone. And uh, I think at one point during this, I might have told Tony, the guitarist of Windowpane, that I love him more than my wife. Um, yeah, I think I do remember. Yeah, that now you know, that you sometimes I got a little over exaggerated, or did I? Maybe I do love him more than my wife. <laughs> you will not know. And I will not confirm or deny it. But uh, there's a lot of cursing. Unfortunately, I've already bleeped it for oh, you, Rav. So you. Let's, let's enjoy some. If we don't get through the whole thing, let's at least enjoy some of the Beat Migs theme. Are we ready to get fucking crazy in here? That's first curse. Oh, there you go. Wow. Second curse. We haven't even started singing. Good thing this is 21 and up. Didn't it feel great to be on stage with them? Yes. They're so powerful. So much. And there, there's so many people that stuck around for the whole concert. Yep. <laughs> You're Glenn laughing. Yeah. Nice. Got it. It's amazing that even when I'm drunk, I still have the same vocal range, <laughs> which is none. Tony and Glenn just shredded up there on this song. Oh, gosh, yeah. Thanks. on Facebook and you know people are commenting yeah. and like every other comment Migs is wasted Migs looks hammered <laughs> I can yes. confirm that <laughs> I think there were a few moments where I was like kind of stumbling that's why I didn't run around or do anything on stage I, I was sitting there and I was stomping like during the breakdown I'm stomping my leg and I'm like smart I, I, I need to keep stomping this whole time here comes the breakdown Felt good to do this breakdown. <laughs> I could tell. I kind of felt bad for uh, Tony and Glenn <laughs> and Sean. Man. Yeah, just. That's the official name. Oh, yeah. They censored for the kids. It's a Christian name. Thankfully, everybody raised their hand. <laughs> tonight, that's my birthday. But tonight, we celebrate Mama Hognado right over Shout there. out for oh, Mama Hognado. Awesome meeting her. Yes. Gypsy Wolf also for looking after her. Mm -hmm. Make some noise my friend Sean. Beat the out of those drums. 
he was. <laughs> Make some noise for my brother, Mark, who's laying down the butt, man. Officially now longer than the real song. Yep. There you go, whoops. to me. Wow. Well, hey, if you don't agree, you had to. Did they agree after? All right, so where are they? They, they ran off in shame. <laughs> I swear I'll be done after this. I swear. <laughs> diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> diarrhea of the mouth. I think I might have cursed there too. Yeah, you did. All right. This felt awesome. Wow. The whole place is clapping. The, the, the video cuts a little bit in this second right here. Just there you go. Sean. Oh my God. That was unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. What an amazing night. You know, we have a ton of emails about the show. We have a ton of uh, voicemails about the show. I'd like to hold off on those until Glenn, next week. Glenn's in. I want Glenn to be here for those because yeah. there's a lot of love for Glenn and he deserves to hear it. I want to see him cry. He'll do it. Yeah, It'll we're going to make him cry. I mean, there's just <laughs> so many great messages from everybody. And uh, I know Mama left a couple of messages as well. Uh, it was unbelievable seeing her. It was so cool seeing so much love for her. Yeah. Shout out to Hawk Nato for bringing his mom. I mean, he's he's left us. He left me a really sweet message on Twitter just saying that this podcast yeah. has helped bring them two together more than they've ever been. That's amazing. Which I was talking with uh, Gypsy Wolf. I, I, I want to give her a huge amount of love because she looked after Mama the whole night. And, um, you know, I don't want to get like overly like Captain Sensitive over here, but um, she just wrote something and it was like, and just talking to her about it. Um, like she made it a point to say, uh, you guys in the broadcast have brought so much joy to my weeks. Uh, that was because uh, I thanked her for looking after her mom. And I'm like, hey, man, I, I don't know how to thank you for that. But that was so cool of you. And she's like, it was my pleasure. No need to worry about it. She and I become friends. It was easy. And then she says, you know, I don't think you realize how much the podcast impacts the people who listen to it. And I disagree. I do understand that. And it's not by me feeling special, like uh, like some kind of self-importance. I'm beyond humbled by it because what... It does for everybody out there listening to this podcast. The impact that it has on you guys, you have no idea how much of an impact it has on me, and I hope on you as well, Rabbit. Absolutely, I know on Glenn, yeah. too. Like, I love doing the radio show, but I say this with complete confidence. I've never been more fulfilled speaking in front of a microphone than doing this podcast. And 
it, it, it trans it, it goes well above being a goof on the radio and saying stupid fart jokes and you know <laughs> making a fool out of myself for four hours a day and having fun with our friend BJ and Vicky and Danny and, and Chris and and BJ's kids Joe and Sarah. I mean, there's mm-hmm. something so amazing and special about that that I can't put into words, of course. But there is something. It's the connection that we get to have with the the audience that listens to this podcast that we don't get to really feel that on this level and I don't know how to I don't know why maybe it's because it's a podcast and it's different maybe it's because you don't have to worry about commercials and songs getting in the way and it's just us going on for two hours sometimes more sometimes less and just saying whatever the hell we want and exposing our vulnerability and being as transparent as humanly possible but I it does not I, I am very aware of how I just I just love the fact that we have so many people who listen to this podcast and yeah. and and Saturday cemented that. Um, thank you guys. And I don't know if you have anything to say about that, Rev. But like for me, it's just I know the impact because I feel the impact, and it's an impact on me that I can't thank the audience enough. It's astounding that it's gone. Uh, it's beyond just um, however many dudes are in here talking at any one time. It's a whole community. Mm-hmm. Like I, you see it with the Facebook posts because uh, we have a Facebook group that has a ton of people. Some people don't even listen to the podcast, um, but everyone's willing to have a good time in there. And yep. you know, it's Facebook, and you know, dramas flare up. But everyone, sure. everyone it's is usually about the Seahawks, the Broncos. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone is also be uh, quick to. Um, try to bring it back around back to that positivity you have stre- stressed from almost day one for this for this podcast it's about being positive or at least trying to make things positive mm-hmm. and so many people have taken it to heart there's you can't help but feel love for that because yep. people understand what we're trying to do and even if it is just being goofy it's also we're just trying to have fun yeah we're trying to have fun when all of us are dealing with some crap whether it be externally or internally I know for me that's always been a battle it's just that my mm-hmm. head can get in the way of me and, and has caused me to be have moments of severe insecurity and depression and battles oh, yeah. and and not thinking I'm worth anything and this podcast and I've said it before when we had the name change on the morning show and the name this podcast had everything to do with that and it, it gave me a confidence that I didn't even know I had in myself and, and, and it's because of people who listen and that are willing to be open and I gosh I don't. I, that's also part of why I'm like, you know, it's just a, a giant love fest. But it, it, I felt like we needed to get that out there. Uh, thank you guys for coming to the podcast. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for going to the show. And thanks and, for supporting the bands that you, you know, that Steve loves that yeah. I've learned to love because I have been pretty much detached from any music scene. I'm going out to shows now because yeah. of the stuff that we've seen in here and the bands. And I hadn't heard anything of Wyatt um, before Wyatt Only in the Wreckage, and I was Me like, neither. You know what? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go see it. He seems like a positive guy and having fun, and they just destroyed it. Like, so good uh, at Louis G's. And then last, uh, you know, on Saturday, the same thing. And then even with more, the more bands you had, it was just like, wow. I did. I saw on stage, and I mean it for, and it applies to all the bands that played on Saturday. Like, I was talking about window pain, but I mean, it definitely applies to all the bands. Mm -hmm. It's so nice when you like the people. And their band doesn't suck. Because <laughs> I've had that happen when you're like, oh man, I love this guy, but boy, oh boy, am I having a hard time listening to their music. It's just nothing special. All those bands are doing something very special. Support your local scene. Uh, we're just a couple knuckleheads that have no, we have no, you know, there's no, there's nothing that we're profiting from by showing so much love to these bands. We're showing this love because it's important and it it's is, great. Yes. And Seattle, that's what's made Seattle what Seattle is. That's what made me, want, made me want to move to Seattle. And there is an amazing local music scene right now that I hope people outside of Western Washington will eventually be able to experience because yeah. it's something really cool and it's so unique and different and I don't think there's another city that can or or you know region that can say what we can say. I think uh, I think 41 countries out there got to see what Seattle music yeah. is about and got to see how awesome of a singers are Rev and I. Are. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I would have <laughs> talked into the microphone a little bit closer, but I, I don't know if it was you or if it was maybe the microphone wasn't loud enough. No, I think it was me. I think okay. it was the Wait, fact 
okay. go, Rad. I know. I screwed it up. I always. I don't want to get into the microphone. I'll get into the mouth. Yeah. So I. It was too far away. Michelle even was like, oh, I wish you would have been a little bit closer. I'm like, crap. We might have ah. to do it again. Right. We might have to play that song again. <laughs> Nothing was cooler than putting my foot on the monitor like a singer. Dude, I, I looked over and saw that, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's his rock star moment right it there. It was, and there's a couple pictures I got from that. And you I'm got like, some pictures? Yeah, some people sent that me some pictures. Awesome. And the, the, those were my favorite. Although there's one once um, the dude's gonna get, send me a, like a, a, an edited version of it. Like you know, he wants to put the watermark on it, of course, so yeah, that way he totally can get the sense. credit he deserves. Um, but I want to give a shout out to Andy Mikhail. Uh, he there's a picture he has of me doing that rock star pose on the monitor. And I'm very scared of what our Titanic douches are going to turn that microphone into via Photoshop. Awesome. That's all I have to say about that. All right, so next week, we've got Glenn Cannon coming back. We're going to yeah. do a full... Well, I guess we already did a full recap, but we're going to do another recap of Migs Fest and other stuff as well. I'm sure crazy things are going to happen this week for all three of us. Uh, but thank you for listening. Rev, as always, thank you. Oh, yeah. So much fun getting to party on the party bus with you. Oh, thank you to Levi. Yes. Levi Lion and Lion's Pride. Like, yep. they, they do those, that party bus. Like, that's not just an exclusive thing for us, man. No, you can rent it. You can jump on it. Lion Pride Music. Look it up on Facebook or on the internet on, on, on their website, lionpridemusic.com. L-Y-O-N. Yes. Levi, thank you, my brother. It was so great that you got to celebrate and didn't have to work. Thank you to Rich, who drove the bus. Yeah. Rich has been the, the official bus driver for the donkeys the last couple years, and we love that guy. He knows what it's all about. Shout out to Cortland as well. She was uh, part of the crew, um, and she was a sweetheart, and it was fun hanging out with her as well. I mean, it was just donkeys. You know I love you, boys. Uh, can't wait for April when it's uh, Easter weekend. Oh, my goodness. So we could do it up. Thank you to everybody who came out, and thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with Glenn Cannon. It's, it's the Migs Cast. You can reach us at themigscast at gmail.com or 253-271-4787. And don't forget our Facebook page. Just type in the Migs Cast and join the group. Stay positive, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.